Jordan is a national level swimmer, member at Fight Fit, just coming off a, a, a hard workout, and I've just gotten some mail that he's gotten the haircut today. So <laughs> he's looking good, feeling good. How are you, man? Yeah, good. Went to get the haircut. Yeah, yeah, that sums me up well. Uh, got the haircut, looking fresh tonight. Ah, uh, was working hard. We did a bit of pads to start with, a lot of slipping, a lot of a lot of quick work with the slips, and then um, had me on the bags on some twenty forties, which I was absolutely useless at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just twenty seconds as fast as you can, or as hard as you can, and then forty seconds rest, and and a couple rounds of that. How long have you been uh, working with Chef? Um, for oh. It's been about three years, I think, or two two years full time, and then um you know a year before that i was kind of in and out but yeah two two years i'd say and you're obviously a uh someone who's competed for australia at swimming yep um which is very very awesome and exciting you were meant to do the fight fit channel and then you were pulled out to go to china to compete for australia so tell us about how that all came out yeah that was unreal um so the back end of the year is usually a bit of downtime but of just doing a few laps keeping keeping uh in shape and you know i always wanted to do the fight fight for challenge and so i put my name down did two weeks of training and and next minute i uh i got the call up to uh to go over to china and compete at the world champs which yeah. was it was unbelievable it's um oh yeah it kind of it's you know summing up it's like 14 years of hard work mm. you know kind of thinking oh yeah that's what i'd like to do and then you go well you know let's go full on let's you know hammer and tong let's get after it yeah. a few short misses and then you know, you finally do it. It's kind of, it was huge relief, you know, and I, for me, it was like, you know, I go through the motions. It's I'm in control of everything. But once I saw my parents and how stoked they were and, and then you realize, well, yeah, it's the time commitment that they give you a lot of the time and you're like, wow, yeah, it means a lot. It's such a good point, mate, over the end. Like in all the, everything that they've put into you and invested in you over the years. Yeah, as, I mean, were you always interested in how, how old were you when you started? Um, I started learning to swim at three, just took to the water really, you know, really fondly down the, down up in Brisbane, it's, uh, well, up in Brisbane, sorry. And then down on the Gold Coast, it's, um, it's lifestyle being in the, being in the water, around the water. So my mum couldn't swim at all. So we did swimming lessons at the exact same time, you know, opposite ends of the pool. Um, yeah, and it just began from there and it's just small steps and, uh, just kept going and, and couldn't give up. Still can't give up. And, uh. Swimmers, um, for whatever reason, decide they want to get up before 5 a.m. every morning. You've got a bit of behind that. <laughs> Don't ask me that. <laughs> well, I've got no idea. Um, yeah, I'm up at five, six yeah. days a week. Sundays are off. Yeah. Um, and then we, we do three afternoons. But, yeah, five o'clock every morning. God knows why. Yeah. Um, you know, hop on the hop on the bike and, and ride to training. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you've got so many things to do outside of swimming. Yeah. 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 Um, a lot of work. Yeah, well, um, that's true. There's not a lot of money in it, but that's you know that's what happens with Olympic sports. There's not a lot of exposure for for sponsorship, um, and we all understand that, which is um, which is okay. Um, but yeah, I think it's thing is just because we double a lot with swimming. You know, uh, on a Monday I go three sessions, if, if you will. Uh, swim in the morning straight away into the gym for for a little bit and then come back in the afternoon for another hard session and tuesdays is two wednesdays wednesdays is recovery so today we just did a swim a gym and then i come in for a box it's a bit of bit of fun almost it's um you know boxing for me is the mental side 
less so than the physical. Um, it's I certainly don't have the fitness boxing wise, yeah. but it's it's definitely that mental training because because I don't have that fitness to get to the next level. Whereas yeah. in swimming, because I'm so familiar with it yeah. after the years that I you know I can find the points where I can switch on and switch off and you know come in and out of it. But in boxing, it's a little more difficult. I've got to find those elements a little hard is a little harder. Yeah. Uh, Oh. The science behind it, and I mean, to people who perhaps haven't done before, they don't expect it's just you know, throwing punches, yeah, a bit of power and stuff, but just the technique and the mental side of things, and like the going through the motions so many times in a row to, to master one thing or to get one thing even moderately correct in my case. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm the same, dead on, like yeah. throwing 10 straight punches as fast as I can. That's you know, still a challenge, and it's yeah. just. You know, boxing is a challenging sport in the fact that if you were to do, you know, what's what's the challenge? Two, three by two minute rounds. You've got to ebb and fl flow through that. You've, you know, you've got to come up and come back down through your energy levels, and you've got to be able to, you know, then stay calm when somebody throws punches at you. Yeah. So then you can react to what they're doing, and then go, well, it's my turn to hit you, and then you go and hit them, and then they try to hit you. But yeah, that's really challenging. I don't think people really realize how much of a mental side boxing is more than physical. Yeah. You know, everybody can physically train their hearts out, but, you know, can you stay calm mm. in a fight or flight moment? And I think, you know, that's often the difference between a lot of people can swim, a lot of people can run, a lot of people can play sport. Um, but that's the difference between competing and, and training mm. is you've got to have that level of mindset yeah. to, to be in there when it's when it's tough and to get after it. Yeah, I, I think it definitely... When I um, started boxing, I had a few sort of issues with uh, like anger management yeah. and, and having to like, and, like sometimes when I something would piss me off, I just I would just react. Yep. Just have a completely visceral sort of reaction to something, and um, that, that and that for me was was a pretty big problem, I guess. And you really want to be able to like sort of temper yourself when 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 something bad happens. You want to be able to have a bit of rationale and be able to take a step back and really think. And in boxing, you are you have that heat on you. You yep. have to be able to think under pressure and to not just react because if you go blazing, then you might, you know, you might get hurt. Yeah, you'll you'll slip and someone's going to whack you on the yeah, chin and see you later. It's that skill of being mindful and being present and really being having that presence of mind um, is just such an important part of boxing. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And you, you see it with a lot of the good boxers and even the, the trainers here. There's they know how to throw a punch and they know how to, you know, absolutely put you through the ringer. But when you, you know, they're all really calm and relaxed and, and I think boxing almost, it almost slows you down a little bit because you're, you know, you have to think so quick when you're in the ring that, you know, a lot of the guys here are just really quick when they need to be quick and, and very slow when they need to be slow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The boxing, the boxing trainers here definitely have a real presence at them. Yep. How did, how did you in boxing? Um, well, I started at Fight Fit. Fight Fit is the only place I've been. Mm. Uh, we started over at the the original place over at, uh, I think it's uh, Buckhurst Street over there. And um, it was just a little squad thing with the squad just to do uh, an extra session on the end. We're always, you know, elite sports always trying to trying to find the, the extra one percenters. And, yeah. and I guess boxing was our outlet. You know, not that it's brand new within sport to, to cross train with boxing because it is physically tough. Mm. Um, and we just kept going. And then, you know, a few people dropped out, didn't want to do it. And 
and now we're down to a handful of us just come and see Sheck every now and then or, you know, even our coaches in. I saw my coach in here, you know, tonight. He's doing a group class, which is awesome. So we all love it. Yeah. Is that, is that something that you had previous exposure to boxing or was it just um, while you did it? Always loved boxing and I think that comes from from my grandfather really loved boxing uh growing up in south africa apartheid as a uh, as a as a colored man so he's um his father was chinese and his mother was was african um you know i don't think there was a lot of opportunities and boxing was an opportunity for him so he, he certainly enjoyed that and i think that was a a family thing with the brothers um you know they also got to uh work out with uh, nelson mandela which was pretty cool so he uh Came over the family house, which was across from the. Yeah, he <laughs> quite into it. Um, actually, read about that when I went to the Mandela exhibition up at um, Carlton Gardens there at the museum. But um, yeah, Mandela used to come over the house, the family house in Johannesburg. <laughs> I'm just just rushing through this one. Um, well, this is a cool story. So I met Mum's uh, Mum's cousin. So she's mum's cousin is the i think the oldest cousin of the oldest son yep. so my grandfather's the fourth youngest of five brothers um and she was telling a story you know just a story this man used to come over to the house and you know after court and that kind of thing and my grandfather worked at the court as a as a you know a clerk and um yeah he would just come over and hang out and they used to you know she used to bug him and um, the man was Nelson Mandela, yeah. So he used to hang out with the family. And I think my great-granddad, he ran the Chinese club in Johannesburg and was was the chef and, you know, bootlegged a bit of liquor when it was illegal and, and was making a little bit of side cash. So people used to pay for a few things here and there, I think. I think that's how it went, you know. All family folk folklore. Yeah, did they get to know Nelson through that? I think so. I think it was just being across from the, from the courthouse and, and, you know, I think everybody of, you know, most people of colour were involved in that apartheid movement and, and, and really, you know, banishing that. And my grandfather was big into that and I think all the brothers were, um, you know, and he, he escaped South Africa and, and headed off to London with, um, you know, Mandela's close friend and, and was always a part of that, that movement. Was he directly involved with the African National Congress as it was or was it just sort of an uh, I feel I feel like a sa it's a safe bet to say he was an affiliate. Yeah. Um, he's passed away, so I wish I could have asked him questions when I, mm. you know, was more interested in it. Mm. Being, you know, he passed away when I was thirteen. So. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I would have loved to, you know, pick his brain and ask mm. him questions. You know, for me, most of the time was just kicking the soccer ball around with him. That was our other thing that we shared. Is I played a lot of soccer mm. when I was a kid, and we um. Wanted to be the next Mark Viduka. Wanted to go play in, play for Arsenal, yeah. you know, be Terry Henry. But um, yeah, that was another thing that we shared, and that was about it. You know, when you're a kid, you don't really want to know your grandparents too much in terms of talking to them. You just want to, yeah, exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been over there. My family, so mum's just gone over there for the first time. Mm. So granddad moved oh, a long time ago, dur well, during a parsi to to London, met um met grandma, married, uh, had my mum. Mm. We're there for seventeen years, and then they they all 
came out um, to Perth and then across the country. Um, so mum went back for the first time at the beginning of last year and, yeah, actually took granddad's ashes over and and through through luck really um, managed to, to find a, the grave site that um, the, my great-grandmother had, had set aside for all the brothers. So it was unmarked. There was <laughs> everything, good story she told me, um, everything's in a paper big paper uh, back book mm. kind of thing, you know, nothing's electronic. Mm. Um, so they're scrolling through thousands and thousands of pages trying to find, you know, what section of the grave site are they in, um, you know, what's on the tombstone, but there was no markings. And so they were never going to find it. And it was just pure luck that they walked across it, you know, after being there for a number of hours. Oh yeah, there was a lot of lot of spooky things going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when I went to South Africa, I spent a bit of time in um, through Johannesburg up to the Drakensberg Mountains, uh, to Durban, jumped off Orby George, which is like a hundred and twenty meters George swing, which is just insane. That's wild. The game park where we watched um, having a top down. Um, yeah, not computer games. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Getting back to the roots. Exactly. So, there's any more family over there, or? No, not for me. Because my dad moved there when I was when he was young. Yep. And then spent his uh, life there supporting the army, then came back. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Enough about me, mate. <laughs> Tell us about uh, your the process that you're sort of going through now in terms of maybe trying to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, well, um, I'll start with the basics. It's nine swimming sessions a week, so it's quite a few hours, you know, the six mornings and the three afternoons. Um, you throw in a little bit of physio on the side three times in the gym and then and I come here and box once a week. Um, pretty full on. We've been going, you know, nonstop since I think we got back Australia Day or a week before or two weeks before Australia Day, sorry, and then we headed off to camp up to New South Wales to Wollongong and then, we compete every every four weeks, you know, just to fine tune things and make sure that when we get to the, um, no, no, we head off to the different little state titles that are on or, or a swim meet, and that's just to um just to fine tune those race practices, make sure everything's in place, you know, test out some things that are a little less pressure. So when we get to uh, June, which is the uh, World Champs trials, we're um, ready to roll and and hopefully everything, all the dominoes are lined up in the right spot and we've knocked them over and you've only got to push the big one over and yeah. and then it's on to world champs in South Korea five weeks later, so July. Mm. So I've got um, off to Sydney tomorrow yeah. um, for a swim meet Friday, Saturday, Sunday mm. and then we've got three more weeks of hard, of or not really hard work, just fine-tuning really, getting the body mm. absolutely into tip-top shape and then it's... Yeah, it's really like you spend about 10 months of preseason almost, if you will. And then, um, so I'm not really keen for the, the swim meet because, you know, you're, you're ready to roll. Um, but yeah, it's 10 months of preseason and then ready to roll for like a preliminary final, which is yeah. world champs trials. And then I guess your grand final is um, is, is world world champs. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, do you still enjoy getting in the pool? Do you still enjoy the swimming sessions or is it more oh. I don't enjoy getting in the pool. I don't think anybody enjoys getting in the pool because it's always cold. Um, <laughs> it's never inviting. Um, but I think for me, I've always enjoyed the hard work. I think finding 
finding that end point and then going, well, shit, that's where I'm at today. Let's come back tomorrow and let's, you know, get through it and get through it and get through it. So I've always, I always find I'm happiest, which is a crazy thing when I'm absolutely down in the dumps and just, you know, when I'll get, you know, a little bit scared, a little bit, you know, nervous when I see a hard set, but I also enjoy it. Also, once I'm in the middle of it and you get out the other end and you're like, yeah, that's unreal. Nobody likes doing that stuff. I mean, no, like before you do it, every time I'd start, I'd be like, oh, God, I'm in for it. Yep. Yep. And then you begin all this burpees and lots of bags. All the night we did 400 burpees. Yeah. And the sit ups and all that. And you, you know what? You get through it because everyone's there with you. It's hard. By the end of it, you feel a million bucks. I put my radio on after and I'm sending my lungs out of the way. <laughs> because you just feel good about yourself. You feel like you're good. Oh, yeah. And you really feel like you just seize the day in a way. That's, what, that's how I feel anyway. After I did the fight for challenge training, after that I felt like I'd kick that off and I was like, "Sure, I need to go and give yourself a pat on the back." Yeah, yeah. If you put in the hard work, then at the end, if you do get the win, even if you don't, then it's just such a rewarding feeling. I can imagine you're on that on that journey right now. Oh, hundred percent. I feel like you know the 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 challenge training is the process. And and the the fight at the end of it is just like going to world champs trials or world champs. It's the cream on the on the cake kind of thing, you know. It's always you always talk about process over outcome, uh, and going through the process, especially when you get up behind the blocks. It's it's making sure, you know, I'm thinking about what I'm doing when I jump in the water. You know, the first fifty, the second fifty, the third fifty, into the fourth fifty, and it's it's about going through those processes so that you don't get overwhelmed. And I think, you know. Is there, is there much of like a psychological sort of aspect to that? I mean, you'd be sort of so um, ready for it, but when you get there and before that weird silent thing goes, like, oh, <laughs> in the water, you just want to have a little false start. And you have to because it's such a such a matter of, of like milliseconds. Oh yeah. Make sure that you are in the perfect stance and you kick that water at the perfect time. I don't know how you describe. Yeah, well, you know, swimming That's is. One Oh, 100%. There's so many different things. And that's why we do the, the, the practice meets because it can come down to a little thing of, you know, maybe it was the difference between listening to music or not listening to music, you know, listening to a certain type of music. So I talk about, um, you know, your energy level out of, out of 10. I use a, a scale out of 10. And so my natural energy, you know, most people describe me as a, you know, a 10 or 11 out of 10 kind of thing. So I'm naturally bouncing on my toes. So I've almost got to bring it down to a six before I race. So, so you can sort of I'm not listening to, I'm not listening to Eminem, 50 Cent, Metallica and, you know, ACDC in the, in the marshing room. I'm kind of listening to, you know, a lot of lo-fi hip hop, um, you know, a lot of shit that just yeah. calms you down, makes you relax. Mm. I'm almost, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, but that's the exact thing. So that, you know, I'm a six out of 10 when I'm ready to get up on the block so that I'm calm, I'm present, I'm in the moment because it, it will, it'll come down to a, you know, half a second was what cost me between, well, I missed the Olympics by half a second. Yeah, I missed the, missed the four by two relay. Yeah, and then, you know, you come back two years later trying to make the Commonwealth Games and you missed by a second, you know. So... Yeah, it just comes down to, you know, maybe I didn't tumble turn properly. So yeah. in a sport that's it's a, 
it comes down to defined details. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's a real psychological factor. Oh, definitely. And it, yeah, it was tough after after Olympics. I wasn't oh, Olympic trials. I wasn't disappointed that I missed, you know? Mm. I was just, you know, I knew I'd put everything in there mm. to get myself to that point and I just missed out that, you know, yeah, it's, it's almost, it's just deflating really. You're just like, oh, it's all done. Yeah, I can imagine. You've literally put in years and years of hard work and that's the, the sort of pinnacle where you can reach. Oh, oh yeah. Mean, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's next year. There's yeah. next year. Next year is going to be the one. I, I can feel it. I'll be for it. Yeah. So South Korea is July, and that's World Champs. So hopefully we make South Korea. Um, hopefully it's I'm I'm thinking process over outcome, um, and everything goes well, and and that'll be a good trial um, in terms of making sure all all the things I do at an international level are are really good because then when you get to the Olympics, everything's you know magnified tenfold, and and Tokyo 2020 sounds like it's going to be unreal from. Um, all reports they're actually ahead of schedule on they've got everything done and prepared all the accommodations ready to roll you know everybody knows that the japanese are going to be really hospitable and just yeah they just they just really want to care care for you and they care about you and they just want to show the world that you know japan's awesome so i th actually think this all oh yeah even as a spectator City, the oh yeah. The Did you go to the World Cup? No, no. Oh. Just, yeah. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon as a spectator, it would be unreal. And you've got another friend that swims, I've Tiggs. Got friend, yeah, that swims. Getting Hill with the assist to Alex well, Graham. Shout out to Tiggs if you're watching. Tiggs will be on the team. Tiggs is on the leadership group, so he'll be, he'll uh, hopefully be swimming the individual uh, 200 and then the four by two, and then uh, possibly be on the four by one. I think. Mm. So. so oh yeah, there's ninety percent chance mm. he'll be on it. That's awesome. You know. As long as he doesn't slip on the block. So you've come a long way, the both yeah, of you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, awesome. I've got very little. <laughs> Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having us.